if you were not passionate about what you're doing, would you ever be able to work that hard? No, no one, no one. If you're not passionate, look, choose a job you love and you never have to work in your life. Hello guys and welcome to Running From Comfort. Today's guest is Milo from Sesame and Soul. Sesame and Soul is a Lebanese bakery at the top of Ligon Street in Brunswick. It is one of my favorite places to go when I've got the time. Um, they make the traditional Lebanese khaki bread and currently, as it stands, they're the only place in Melbourne that makes it. Why? Because it's a difficult bread to make, but the owner Milo is passionate about khaki bread. It is a food from his childhood and he absolutely loves it. And I gotta say, it is quite tasty. So in today's show, Milo shares in depth about his own life, about his struggles in business, about how his cafe, Sesame and Soul, almost went out of business. It was losing a lot of money early on, but how he endured and he had that never give up attitude and was able to save his business and I can speak for it now the business is doing fine Milo's got exciting plans on the horizon so I hope you enjoy today's interview two quick disclaimers the first is the audio quality is kind of bad we had to record it in his cafe so there is a lot of background noise that I couldn't really get rid of and also I feel like I could have done a better job as an interviewer in fact a couple of moments in this interview I kind of cringe listening to myself talk but this was my first time recording an interview so that's to be expected but regardless of all that guys I hope you enjoy today's show and if you do make sure you give it a rating and review now enjoy hello and welcome this is episode one of running from comfort you're here with your host Zach Galloway and I'm sitting beside a very good friend of mine, owner of Sesame and Soul Cafe, his name is Milo. Milo, would you like to say hello to the people? Hey guys, how are you? My name is Milo, I'm 28 and uh, I own a very small, cute cafe on Ligo Street, very, Sesame and Soul. Very cute cafe. Hey, so I just want, just off the bat, the name Sesame and Soul, where did that come from? Sesame and Soul, um, because the product that we do is a very unique product, it's called the kake. It's a Lebanese bread shaped kind of like a bag. And the outside is encrusted, coated with sesame. We wanted to focus on that thing. So we started by throwing sesame on Ligon, sesame in Brunswick, sesame, blah, blah, sesame, sesame. And then we added to it something we really are. Soul, the soul, because we take a great pride and we are very passionate in what we do. And all that is summed into one word, soul. So sesame and soul kind of rhymes. So we went for it. I really like the name. Yeah, I, really, I like it too. And I'll just say, you if, it, if it wasn't my name, I'd like it. And I would buy it. <laughs> it's good. And he really does mean it when he brings a soul. Um, if anybody listening ever gets a chance to visit this place, I mean, when you walk in, you'll see like, it's this nice kind of environment. It's a very family environment. You'll catch Milo, you'll see his family. He's always smiling. Trying. <laughs> Trying to. Hey, you know, we all have busy days, but at the end of the day, and I'll tell you what, you cannot go wrong with the khaki bread. Now, what, what's so special about khaki bread? Like what gives it, what, what is it that makes it so special? I mean, I've eaten it before, I find it delicious. What makes it so special is the shape of it. It's unique, has a, it's like a bag. 
the process and uh, the baking of it is not something you can do in machine. You have to have the skills, it's handmade, it takes some time uh, to, to do it. So the whole thing is, there is effort in there and that's what I like to do in life in general. I don't like to do things the easy way. So whoever knows me knows that I go through some challenges and this one has a lot of challenges. No one does it, in Victoria at least. We're the first one to do it. We're still new. We're still uh, finding our, our way through business. It doesn't sound... Uh, it, is, it is hard, but we enjoy what we do. That's why we're still pushing and fighting. And uh, so far we've been here for 18 months, 18 months, and uh, we're doing good. We start from zero, literally. Start from zero? Zero. The yeah. shop here, this shop, had nothing. One chair broken, one chair in this whole building. What did it look like on opening day? Similar to this one. Okay. We, we kept renovating, then um, we listened to customers. Because it's my first time in business, I have a very good experience in the kitchen. And I have a Bachelor of Hospitality Management. I thought this is the keys for business. Great, let's do business. I don't want to work for people anymore. I want to do it for myself. I deserve better, blah, blah, blah. Went into business and this is the shocking reality. You think you know it all. You know nothing. Nothing. I had the wrong setup. I had wrong menu, I had wrong opening hours, wrong staff, I had wrong everything wrong. I focused on the product. I had the product right, I, I, like, I didn't focus on anything else. And, and then I started hearing, not complaints from customers, not complaints, it's like, you should do this, this is not working, you should do that. And my personality is I'm a bit stubborn. But in business, I learned not to be stubborn and listen from customers, very important. They said, start doing this, do that, this is too far, too short. I'm talking about the display, the setup. Yeah. We yeah. don't want to work that much, you know, too much stuff, you don't need that much stuff, cut, cut down the labor. I started changing and then after two months, we were really struggling and then we were very close to shut down. How close would you say? Very close. Zero money in the bank. Oh. I was doing everything wrong. Only close people come because they want to support me. The only reason why other people didn't come because I didn't focus on marketing, social media, let their words out. I don't know what I was thinking but I thought people will come, you know? Yeah. I'm not gonna spend money on marketing, I'm not gonna spend money on social media, uh, I'm not gonna spend money on setup. I'm just gonna focus on the product, food. Uh, I discovered that food comes just before the end, just like, uh, it doesn't come first. So the first, you need a, a setup, you need an image, people see, 
Google you. They ask about you. Then they put step into the door. Then they see the setup. They feel comfortable. They feel home. They feel cozy. They feel weird. All that depends on your setup. And then they sit on the table and then they get the food and then they taste the food. So see how many steps before they taste the food? I didn't focus on all that. I disregarded all that. Yes, yeah, so you started and with that, the food. And, that, and all that mistakes led to uh, a financial struggle, a stress in my life. I had a baby before the baby. My wife was pregnant. I felt a lot of pressure and I was ready to give up. 100% ready to give up. What stopped you from giving up? I told you I'm stubborn. <laughs> I don't want to give up. But reality, facts, pen and paper, accountants say you should stop. It's not working. You're losing money. The cost is so high. You're not selling. You're not selling product. You're not getting people inside. So I started different uh, mentality. I contacted a friend of mine, he's into design and shop setup. Another friend is into marketing and social media. A new accountant, a new accountant. We closed for three weeks. We renovated the whole thing. We had the oven inside, we put it outside. That's another thing. Because I didn't want to let people know what I'm doing, kind of. I thought I'll, I'll stay inside. No, these days exposure is very important. Yeah. I put the oven outside, get a council permit, install a range hood, move the coffee machine to the front. The display was here, we moved it to the front. Did the floor. Retrained the staff, changed the menu, did Facebook, Instagram, ads, social media, hired a professional photographer. All that put me on the right track. Yeah. And that's why I didn't stop. Because I saw the light and I followed it. That's very good, man. And what and would you say someone else, let's say someone listening, so my premise of this show itself is to try and tell people that they should never give up on their dreams, that they should always set to achieve. And you were very, very close. It sounds like you were basically on breaking point. And that's business. I had breaking points in my personal life. And because I trained myself not to give up easily, I can now do all, all, all what I told you about. It, it's not my first experience in struggle. I struggled in my personal life as well, so I was close to give up. But because I didn't, then I will never, I will never give up. Yeah. And um, so I just want to take it back there. So for anybody else like out there that's struggling, would you say also the same way you did, don't give up, like be stubborn, go for it. Is that, would you say that to somebody or does it depend on their situation? Depend on their situation, I guess. Be stubborn, how? How be stubborn? Be stubborn like uh, insist on your dream. Don't give up your dream. 
but don't be stubborn in a way like uh, your customer or your friend or your family is saying to you you should change this you should change that add this add that and be stubborn not to do this that's wrong yeah be stubborn like insist on your dream on your achievement you want to achieve this i want to get to the blah blah yeah this one like positive stubborn if you want yeah not uh, zach is saying to me milo you should uh, put some air conditioning here when it's hot people are not enjoying I'm like to Zach yeah no, man I'm not gonna put it I don't want to put it that's wrong stubborn yeah yeah so it's essentially saying so be stubborn in the sense that keep on believing in yourself and aiming for your goal but at the same time when you're receiving feedback take that into consideration because yeah. that's 100%. essentially what will help you overcome the mistakes rich people listen yeah and learn. If, and if nobody's given, I guess the other thing is, uh, maybe for someone out there who's trying to achieve some goals or dreams, if nobody's giving you feedback, seek feedback. Go to, I would say probably go tell people what you're doing and ask them to assess your situation. Um, essentially, yeah, that would be my little bit of piece of advice to people that we need feedback. I was lucky I didn't seek feedback. The feedback came to me, but if it didn't, I will seek feedback. I yeah. will. I, I care about feedback. I get very happy when I have very good feedback on Facebook, Instagram, Google, Google, I have good reviews, I have one bad reviews, and I learned from it. So in the shop here, I'm, I'm going to get a photo of this because I want to put it out there on the show notes. Um, the man on the bike with all the khaki breads, can you tell us about that? Who? That man right there, the man who comes to, I remember you telling me he rides a bike down and brings all the khaki bread in. So that's, the, that's how it is in Lebanon, back home. Because people are poor, and this is like a treat. Treat, nice treat. So this guy used to come every afternoon between the villages, and uh, used to park in, uh, in a spot, particular spot, and all the kids, parents, old people, whoever, goes to this spot and buy this bread, freshly baked khaki. Two options, you, we used to have it. Two options. Za'atar, powder, or uh, cheese. Cheese pecan, it's like a spread cheese. Yep. It's for luxury people, you know, <laughs> the rich people, kind of. And the za'atar is for the poor. Two options only. So, we improved it a little bit. We added more items, more fillings into it. And everybody can afford it. Yeah. Not only... <laughs> rich and poor people. Now when you growing up, now this is a bit of a personal question, but were you the cheese khaki or the za'atar khaki? 100% za'atar khaki. Yeah. So you, so you had some, you had some like struggles growing up, I guess. All the time. All my life. Struggles. Uh, I think most of the population are struggling, not only me some political reason or whatever, but family, very close family, uh, mm. uh, love is there, everything is there, but money was always a problem. So we went to public school, we worked during the summer, didn't go on holidays, uh, but that built my personality, I guess. And then I, I, I left the village, went to the, to the city for uni, because there was no uni in the village, and then traveled to Saudi Arabia, very tough, very strict, and then came here back to study, 
people's uh, you know degree in Lebanon is not the same here. So I studied again here. Studied twice. Uh, and then uh, I was lucky to find the sponsor, working visa, and then business. I worked as a Uber driver as well. You did Uber as well. Mm. Hey, I think uh, in the period I was setting up the shop, I used to drive Uber. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's um I think that's something that gets overlooked. I'm it's I mean it's quite easy I guess to become I guess I'd say almost pretty easy to become an Uber driver, and that's almost something that almost anybody could probably pick up and do as a side hustle if they were strapped for easy. cash. It's not easy. Not easy? If you're not a people person, it's not easy. Yeah. You think it's easy? That's what I thought. Or you just drive people, pick them up, drop them off. Easy. You'll meet every kind and type of people. During the night, something. During the day, something else. Early morning, that's another type. During lunchtime, that's another type. Business people, normal people, uh, busy people, ladies, girls, family, kids. You need to know how to talk and you need to know how to interact with these people. I faced a lot of uh, backlash. You say backlash? Backlash, like, yeah. Uh, like something, uh, how do you say it? Uh, like I thought, it's normal to talk to people this way, but apparently it's not. <laughs> people, you know, like, you don't have to put this in your podcast. Yeah. But uh, we used to talk about, they, yeah, they used to ask me about uh, religious. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from Lebanon. Oh, why well, you have a cross? What do you mean I have a cross? Because I'm a Christian. Oh, is there a Christian in Lebanon? And that's like... You know, you have to yeah. know how to uh, respond. If you get angry, yeah, there is Christian in Lebanon, well, who do you think you are, blah, blah, you'll get into trouble. So I used to like scrap, think how should, I, how should I respond to this lady or how should I respond, and then I respond. But that is very challenging for my personality. I am very straightforward and I don't think twice before I say things. And I'm like, yeah, in Lebanon there is Muslim, but the majority is Christian, and you need to explain. And imagine you get this, you, you get this question 10 times, 15 times, a day. Every day? Not every day. Yeah. Sometimes people likes, like to talk, sometimes they don't. Yeah, and that is very challenging, and I, I, I wasn't a people person. Did you, would you say that doing this kind of expanded your like people skills yeah. before getting into definitely business? 100%. So would you have, so would you say that that was like definitely like a useful learning curve for you? I did this because I was going into the business and I didn't want to work for someone on the front counter to improve my people skills. So I went to Uber to improve my people skills. Because I know I'm gonna talk to a lot of people and I know I'm gonna meet different people. And yes, I think it's a learning, uh, but people don't do it for that reason. Yeah, I do, do it for the money, money too. Yeah. yeah. But if you're not a people person, you'll give up the money. Yeah. It's good money. If you're not a people person, you, you, you'll give up the money. 
you cannot continue for a long time. You you maximum do it for one week, two weeks. You'll get over it. You'll get you'll get over it, you'll get bored, you'll get cut from people every time someone speaks to you, you're like I can't be bothered talking now. And it was very challenging to me. I lived most of my life in the kitchen, inside, not facing people, just my friends, go home, see sleep, study, you know. Most of my life I lived alone, not interacting with a lot of people because I used to work a lot, study a lot. I can't be bothered to go out, party, socialize, and that take over you. So you need to overcome it. You need to do something about it. So I drove Uber to improve my people skills, my English. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, I think that's a hell of a thing to like take up Uber just as a way to improve your people skills. Listen, anyone here who's interested in trying to get into business, know what your weaknesses are and actively find a way to improve it. Now, I think what you've done there is actually quite strategic as well, because not only did you improve your people skills, but rather than, let's say, taking a course where you'll be paying money to learn that, you did it in a way where you actually earned some money as well. So. That's some, that's some good high-level efficiency right there. You can tell you were definitely made for business. Still uh, trying, still uh, working on it. It's, uh, I, I am made for business, I know myself. I cannot work for people. I cannot work for people because I worked for people most of my life. 10 years working for people. And I never found anyone as passionate, as caring, for the business, for the owner, for the customer, as I was. I give a lot, and that's what causes me to stress all the time, to get angry all the time, to, because I care a lot, I give a lot. And that's wrong sometimes in people businesses because maybe the owner doesn't appreciate it, maybe your boss doesn't appreciate it, your manager doesn't appreciate it. So you'll burn yourself. So that's why I moved to business. Yeah. Yeah. And you give everything here your all. I can definitely I, can, I do, I do. I can say that myself. I had man. a lot of troubles, problems with my colleagues, with my boss, because I give a lot. I care a lot. Why you do this? Look at him, he's wasting time. Why you let him? And you know what sometimes the response is? It's not your business. Do your job. You're you're hired to do this, do this. But I can't. You hire, I'm hired to do this, but if I'm free and I've done this, I'm doing something else to save you money. Why are you thanking me that I'm sticking my nose in some other people's business? I'm not. This is how I am. I see things different than you do. You're just the owner or you're just the manager. I'm in the actual job. He can do... or. For example, this guy can do two things at the same time. He's wasting money, uh, you're spending more money, and I'm trying to save you money. I'm, 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 bringing the, I'm bringing your attention to it. And sometimes the response is, it's not your business. So for people that cares, if you ask around, for people that cares, they leave. Money is nothing. Yeah. They go do business business that 
passionate about, of course. Uh, I'm in a restaurant, hospitality. I will never do business uh, something something with uh, fashion. No. I'm not passionate about it. You know? That's another thing. Uh, you need to be proud about your brand, your product, and don't feel shy or embarrassed. People who start new, they know what I'm talking about. Sometimes I feel shy to promote my brand. I feel like, not shy, like I feel, uh, I don't wanna, uh, I don't like people to think that I'm showing off. Yeah, that you're proud of what you do. I'm very proud, but I don't say it all the time and I always try to stay humble. Not try, I am, I keep things to myself. I don't promote business. Like I saw other people promoting their business like it's well and they never stop talking about it. They, they always are, they always post about it. They are involved in it on the stories of on their Instagram, their faces is on the business. You barely see my face in any story or in any post. You need to get confident in that side. It will help you. Because yeah. people like to link the business with the person who's behind it. And when, so when they walk into the door, they are already familiar with who is there. Oh, I know you, you from the Instagram story or even from the Instagram post. They already made the link yeah. on, online. So when they come into the store, it's not weird anymore. It's not awkward anymore. It's just bang. We know this guy in the picture. Now we know him real life. And I need to get more work done in that section. Hey, I, I'm completely with you on that. Let's promote the brand. I would never do uh, an interview if, if there's a camera. You wouldn't do an interview with a camera? Yeah. You know that we're taking a photo for my Instagram after this interview's done, though. Yeah, we can do a photo, <laughs> but I don't do an interview as like a video. Hey, guys, are you enjoying today's show? If so, do us a favor. Screenshot you listening to this on your smartphone and then upload it to your Instagram story and tag me at Galloway's underscore take. You guys have no idea how much it would mean if you could do this for me. As we are just starting out, I'm trying to get as much exposure as I possibly can. And if you are enjoying, why not share it with the people that you know? So, hey, make sure you put that on your Instagram feed. And I promise I will reshare it myself. Now, back to today's show. Yeah, okay. It's not my thing. You're lucky you caught me on the first episode. That's a plan for later down the track. Maybe when I can get more equipment. For now, I'm starting small. I'm... St I will never do an interview on the video. It's not my thing. When I, when I bring you in for a follow-up episode, who knows, the camera might be rolling. I don't want to know about it. You're going to be Instagram famous by then. Let's be serious. Everyone's going to be walking in here just to see you smile. Yeah. I'm happy to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's all. You'll build the reps up on Instagram. You'll be on the Instagram story every day saying, swipe up to see what coffee I made today. Yeah. See, this one, I need to work on it. It's going to be fun. I think it's fun, but I've seen a lot of stories. Uh, you want to see my show tonight? Swipe up yeah. or uh, go to this link. I cannot do this. I will write it down, take pictures of myself, but I cannot talk it and act it. 
Yeah. It's not my thing. I don't know. Some of it, I think, like some of it's very good. Some of it's very good business promotion. But I think there's a fine line, especially with a platform like Instagram, and you can see it from a mile away when um, you've got the person who's way too overstatic about their brand or themselves, and when you take two looks at their profile, you're just like. I don't know how legitimate the product you're trying to sell people is. And it's like, <laughs> there's a very fine line, I think, with um, Instagram and the way. Exaggerating and not exaggerating. Yeah. And I don't like to, th- to I don't like people to think I'm exaggerating or I'm, I'm a cocky, I'm overconfident or I'm just, you know, running the business day by day. I'm happy like this. Yeah, no, that's definitely what I'd say. I'd say you're very confident in yourself. But you're also laid back and humble. Yeah, that's how I, that's how I am. That's, uh, people don't like fake. I'm very real. Mm. And I'll tell you how it is in your face, even if you're a customer. I'll tell it to your face, even if you're a customer. I don't sugarcoat things. I don't... Look, uh, I heard a lot of personal comments about how I should act in the shop or how I should act in the business and I find that it's not me I don't do it yeah oh you shouldn't work you should always be dressed properly and uh, looking good I don't like this I cannot look properly and dress good and let other people do the work which I have to do because I, I have trust issues with, with when it comes to product production and quality yeah I have never taken a day off, and you know that. I know that for a fact. I keep egging him to take days off, actually. I never take a day off because I need to know what's happening. I have cameras in the shop linked to my phone, and I, I can take a day off, but I don't want to now because I'm still uh, building my reputation, building my customer slowly, slowly. And it's a very, very sensitive stage. And uh, I'm not gonna lay back, watch the cameras, and let people do the work for me, while I have to be there, and I have to do it myself. And I have a, you know, my mind is relaxed. That oh, it's good. Not wondering, oh, did they do it good? Did the customer happy? Did they live happy? Blah blah. I'm not ready to lay back, sit down act like a businessman no no you got to build that brand and while you and you want to build that reputation as well and something else I wanted to say was if you were not passionate about what you're doing would you ever be able to work that hard no no one no one if you're not passionate look choose a job you love and you never have to work in your life because this is not a job a job is where you go to a job from 9 to 5, come back home, get a check every fortnight. That's a job. I, have, I haven't put one dollar in my pocket yet. Trust me in this. I'm paying my bills, my debts, huge debts, home loan, rents, wages, stock. I'm, I didn't put one dollar in my pocket yet. Who does that? other than passionate people no one no one no one i try to hire people and interview people just so i know how do they think 
first question they ask, how much are you going to pay me? Because everyone works for the money. Passionate people don't work for you. They will work for themselves. That's why you cannot work uh, if you're not passionate that hard. And if you're passionate and you're working for someone else, you'll face problems that are the same as I told you. Uh, you know, you care too much, you see people don't care too much. And that hurts. And no, I, would, I wouldn't be able to work that hard if I wasn't passionate. It's a challenge. You want to you wanna prove to people that yeah, it can be done, I'm going to do it, and I'll prove you all wrong. It's like a challenge between you and yourself. Yeah, so would you say, so I say every day when you think of yourself about facing challenges, do you see that as more of maybe a hurdle of, like you just said then, facing yourself? What do you mean? So, so something that I'm very big about is the idea that in life, we are our own biggest obstacles. We create our own obstacles in life. Would you agree with that statement? Like, like who is it that, like if you had to say, when you were maybe on the verge of giving up or when you weren't sure if you were gonna start a business, was it like, but you pushed through it? Like, how do I say this? Um, was it more along the lines of other people were gonna stop you or was it like you were going to stop yourself until you beat yourself? Both. People will try to stop you. Did you have many people try and stop you? Yeah. Yeah, people will try to stop you and uh, you, you'll try to stop yourself. Uh, people try to stop you are jealous people. Or people who, thinks, who think they, they know better. And you need to just uh, forget these people. Don't worry about them. And you'll create your own obstacles. Biggest example, you're in the business. Why did you put yourself in the business? You were working, you were making money, you were happy five days a week, full-time job, beautiful life. Why did you put yourself in the business? That's the first obstacle. How do you grow this business? Why do you always think you need to grow it? Why don't you keep it this way? Passion people don't like the business to stay this way. They always think bigger. Always thinking the next step ahead. Next step, what's the next step? For me, the next step is next year. So next year, every year, I do something new. This year, we're starting the wholesale. Um, we, we did the ba packaging brand, uh, and we need to start selling uh, our bread to outside. Last year, we were focusing on uh, how, what to, to add to the menu. So next year, so I always ha I put obstacles for myself and overcome it. Sometimes I don't overcome it, sometimes I fail, but you know, I'm never resting. My head is never resting. Yeah, you're always trying to see the bigger picture. Yeah. I think that's very important. And you've obviously, like you've clearly, as you've been in this business, outlined your goals, I'd say, and you've been slowly working towards it. So every year you're always trying to give something a little bit more towards your business, which I think that is absolutely like. You need to always keep uh, people, customers interesting. Uh, sorry, interested. Excuse my English, it's not my first language. You need to keep customers interested in you, in your business, in your product. You cannot lay back and get comfortable 
never get comfortable in business. Never get comfortable. I absolutely love that because, I mean, as, you, as you're aware, that's the name of my podcast, Running From Comfort. It's all about getting out of your comfort zone because I believe if you want to achieve your dreams or if you want to be successful, you can't be in your comfort zone. And I think the other thing that happens is, which is what you were pointing out, is sometimes people, they start seeing some success and then they get comfortable. Correct. And that's Never get comfortable in anything. Never get comfortable and take granted, take anything for granted. Your girlfriend, your family, your business, your job, your car. Nothing is for granted. You always have to work for it. Always. 100%. Sometimes I take things for granted, but I stop myself. I, the, the inner self of me is like, stop. Don't get comfortable. You know, and 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 I stop it. Like, how do I say? Uh, now I have very good staff, trained staff. Okay, they can run the show without me. I can come here two hours and then go have coffee somewhere, go with my friends, sleep watch TV, I would be taking granted. I would be, I would use these people's trust or whatever they try to, like these people are giving everything they have in my business and I'm just, oh yeah, you are mine. I'm going to relax. I would never do that. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I yeah. know what you mean. You're always going yeah. to be there to support your employees as well. That's, that's um, a key. A key. That's a very important key. The background I came from, the environment I came from, the boss, the manager, the owner never works. He has the money and everyone is working for him. In, if you want to put it in like a... Uh, like slaves, not slaves, but like, oh, you're working for me. You have to do it. Whether you care or not, you have to do it. Whether you love me or not, you have to do it. Whether you love your job or not, you have to do it. Here, we care for people, we care for, for staff, we support them because we are growing together. Yeah. They will build you. A boss will be, will be pushing his staff to, and he will be laying on a chair, and they will be pushing him. A leader, they, they will all be pushing together. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know exactly yeah. what you mean. And that's powerful, man. That, that really is yeah. powerful. It's, and it's true. You see that in a lot of organizations. You see, like, you know, like you're saying, like the boss who's just like, you know, go do this for me, you work for me, go. Hey, why isn't this done yet? Blah, blah, blah. As opposed to, you know, bringing people in, it's like, hey, let's build this thing together. Like it's not just, you know, so where you're saying is, it's not just about you. And part of it is also because you found people that kind of share your kind of goals and your, or your mission. So together you guys build that up. Is that? Correct. Because after a time, after a period of time, if you're not, with your employees, with your staff, if you're not in it with them, they will give up and leave to another job, to another place. Because no one cares for you anymore. 
You know, you need to show them that you care for them. You need to show them that you're in it with them. You need to get dirty with them. Look at me. You need to get dirty with your staff, with your people. You cannot come here in a suit. You cannot come here uh, and boss people around and expect the best. No, you have to be with them, in it, get dirty, build it up. And they will get to a stage and leave, but doesn't matter. They live happy, they'll come back for coffee, they'll visit you. I still get stuff back for, to visit me, calling me, messaging me. Yeah, they probably miss being treated like a human at work. Yeah, yeah, true, trust me. It's very rare you find that environment. And my final question, what excites you the most? I was in Lebanon, I wanted to come here very bad because I knew my wife, she was here, I was there, I wanted to come back, to come here very bad. So that excited me because I, I, I got here. I got very excited to that I found a way to come here. And then when I got here, uh, work hard to go back, get engaged, we went back to Lebanon. So see these short goals, I try to achieve it and then married, a business, a baby. Now, I think business is my main focus. I want to do another shop, same, another like franchise. I want to do another one and that's my second goal and that's what excites me. I want to get that done. And wow, and that's what I would say to the people listening at home. If um, your goals should be what excites you the most because it's what you want to achieve in life and when you go out there and achieve it I guess at the end of the day that's what's going to keep you getting you out need, of bed you in need the morning a reason, you need a reason to get up in the morning if yeah. you don't have a reason you'll be bored so I give myself a reason to wake up and the reason is now is to get another shop like this done out of the way I need to set up this one properly and I'm moving to another shop. I look forward to that. That's, that's my goal. Family, another baby. Another baby on the way? Uh, not on the way. Not on the way, but... Uh, soon. Soon. Yeah. Hey. Little brother or little sister? Yeah. The young Leo. Alright, Milo, it has been a pleasure. You pleasure have sh- And you have shared... I think what you've shared today is invaluable. I think that people are going to really get a lot out of this. And it's, gr- and it's great to get to know you. You're a really fantastic guy. Thank you. Coming in to get exactly. coffee off you about two to three times a week is some of the favorite parts of my Always week, man. Always my pleasure. Always good to see your face. Thank you, Zachary. Right. Thank you very much. My pleasure, man. Thank you guys for listening. That is the conclusion of today's show. I hope you all enjoyed. I hope that you're able to get through it. Milo is a fantastic guy. And if you are ever in Melbourne, go give Sesame a soul and visit. Go get the khaki bread. It is fantastic. And go say hello to Milo for me. He's a great guy. Now, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. We are dropping fortnightly. And also, do not forget, if you did enjoy, to give this a rating and a review. And also to check out my YouTube channel, Galloway's Take. And hit me up on Instagram, at Galloway's underscore take. Anyways, guys, that is all. I hope you enjoyed. On to the next.